one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is the Fray podcast, brought to you by thefray.com, a place for women who want more from life. Welcome to today's podcast. We have had some technical hurdles to overcome this morning, but I think we're in business. We've got it. We fixed this. We? We. Yeah, absolutely. We? I was here for emotional support. You were here scattering sprinkles all over the office floor. I also was wheeling around on the chair. Big fucking blueberry here in her blue jacket. <laughs> Making a mess and not providing any sort of technical nor emotional support. And I'm feeling fragile today. And she's Why are you fragile? teasing my outfit. Why are you fragile? Because you're being mean to me. I'm not being mean to you. You called me a blueberry and you took a photo of me. <laughs> yeah, you look, you look cute. You look like, you're like this cute little lady being swallowed by a blueberry. <laughs> Um, so welcome back. Thank you. It's been a minute. It has been Life a hot minute. Has, um, not been kind to us. And I said to us, not been kind to us. We've both had sick kids, haven't we? Yes. How are your boys now? They're still sick, but they're on the, on the mend. On which the is up. good, yeah. Um, when Mallory arrived, I said, we'll have to record like a bit of an update and share any sort of recent dates you've been on. And she's like, no, I've not been on any dates. I really haven't. I have... I went on a I went on two days. That's what I mean, right? Yeah. So she says I haven't been. No, on no, dates. this was a while ago, like a, like three or four weeks ago, miles, miles, miles ago, long ago. And he is really, really lovely. Um, but where did we meet? On Tinder. And but he is like he's a dad, like he's just a normal. I said to Kylie before he wears a Kathmandu vest everywhere. No, no shade to. <laughs> But like with a t-shirt and a vest, and then <laughs> sandals. He doesn't wear. Oh, I don't think he wears zip sandals. Off, he, zip off pants. he does wear um, New Balance sneakers. With I have New jeans. Balance sneakers with jeans. I wear mine with jeans. Oh, like full dad mode. He's lovely anyway. But I haven't been on any dates. I've kind of just been a little bit. Well, you said you've been on two, so that's exclusive. Yeah, What's that's the other two, one? no, no. He, both with him. Oh, two dates. Two dates. He's really, really lovely. And. Um, there will probably be a third date. It's just life has, um, yeah, the kids have been sick and my week with my kids is the opposite week of his kids. So our time just never adds up. See, that's when it's just got to be so hard dating someone that has kids. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, no pressure, no anything. I am, I'm off all dating apps at the minute. Actually, I am. I don't have a, well, actually I do have a membership because I just got stung for it, but I'm not active on anything. I don't know. I don't know. It's very off brand for you. It really is. I'm having a, I'm evolving. Hibernating. It's winter. (laughs) It's winter. I don't know. I, um, 
She's I'm, disappearing into her jacket as she speaks. I'm not against. I'm not against dating. I just was very over Tinder or yeah. It gets soul destroying after a while. Yeah, and I just I don't know. I'm really enjoying kind of not. I'm having it. There's no that. kind of distraction in the background. That's um, good. I did have a, I think like a impromptu date the other day which was quite <laughs> See, this is what I mean guys I've not been dating no, this wasn't even I didn't even I so I was so that sound that sleeping bag sound is their jacket <laughs> should I take it off no it's I it's, it's cold yeah I was shopping because it's the kids birthday party this weekend and I went to the food court to get lunch and I went get a zinger burger I could get a zinger burger no I went to like the little um <laughs> Like an, like an Asian-y place. And I ordered grilled chicken and rice because she's a health-conscious queen. <laughs> and the man in front of me had ordered the exact same thing. And the lady had just automatically grouped us together and put our orders together. And she was like, oh, play matchmaker. Literally, she's like, oh, it'll be like eight to ten minutes. I'm like, fantastic. So I went and put the stuff in the car, then came back. And she'd put my food and his food on the same on the same tray cute very cute but anyway he picked his up and walked away (laughs) and then i said to her oh can i have a takeaway container and she was like to me they're 50 cents extra and you didn't ask for one i said oh i'm happy to pay like i didn't know that i had to. all right just put it into my hands (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i didn't know that i had to pay i'll pop the rice in my pocket anyway old mate heard and came back over and offered to give me his takeaway container and then she realized that we weren't together Anyway, then I sat down. He's going to tip his, his food out into his hands. His was on a plate as well, but he obviously has been there before. Anyway, he sat down and I sat down at the table and then he like signaled to me to come over to him and I was absolutely not. So I like had nodded him to come over and he sat down and he was a very, very good looking man. What sort of good looking? Give me um, some context. I can show you. He follows me on Instagram now. Oh, great. So but he'll probably he, listen to the podcast. No, well, he doesn't speak the best English. This is where we're going. <laughs> this is where it's actually perfect for you. Rodrigo. So, someone that can just, like, tune you out is perfect for you. It was very – it was funny. Like, he, was, he told me all about his family and stuff. Um, here we go. He's very he rod for short. Um, I'll see. You say very good looking. Uh, I'll report back. Like people, he is, people are now going to go to your followers and look at him. Oh, I think he's on Hang private. Hang on. Show me a bit. Show me a better face shot. Uh, I'm not really sure if there is a face shot. He looks like a um, genetically attractive, tall, dark. Yeah, tall. Five o'clock shadow. Uh, there you go. Like he's. Oh yeah, he is handsome. Um, bit of a boy band goatee going on. Yeah, he's very like young in the baby face. But anyway, we had lunch. He's young in the brain. <laughs> young in the brain. <laughs> young in the face. Anyway, we had lunch, and then he added my Instagram. Cute. And then messaged me like as soon as I left. But Rod. there is a really big like language barrier, <laughs> and it's quite funny the things that he like replies to my stories and stuff. You'll be like dad after he gets back from a holiday and start talking really slowly <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> Our dad, seriously, like he goes on a holiday, then comes home and like speaks as if we all yeah. here with an accent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was my last encounter in the wild. And I just thought it was really funny. Like it's absolutely not going anywhere because the, the conversation would not flow. He was Brazilian and the English was not fantastic, but... 
Could it, was, it was a funny little wild encounter. It's a very cute way to meet. It is a very cute way to meet. But then on closer inspection, I went to his Instagram and he is very much a, I don't know if pretty boy is the right word, but like he obviously, he drives a convertible and he records himself driving and it's a convertible. Oh, a bit cheesy. Yeah. Big cheese. Yeah. Anyway, it's not for me, but that was my... Um, a bit showy. A bit showy, but that was my wild encounter and I thought it was quite funny. That's I think that's a very cute way to meet someone. Like, it would be a great start to a story, it right? Would like, at be. the wedding being like, oh, it all started because... We both we bought both the $14 like, grilled chicken special. <laughs> chicken and rice. Um, <laughs> also know that there is someone else who's been messaging you. <laughs> there, there is, and it's a little bit... Um, I don't know if odd is the right word. However, I had a, obviously my last relationship did not end the best. And there was, um, law enforcement involved. A little, little assistance from our friends in blue. There was a little assistance from the good old piggers. <laughs> I don't think that you can do that. Yeah, I can. I don't think you can. Absolutely. No. I can. Anyway, he has since messaged me quite consistently it started off just checking in and whatnot um just making sure you're okay yeah literally just making sure I'm okay and if I needed anything and then kind of progressed to do you need anything um oh look I could think of one thing I could need but (laughs) haven't yet um and anyway just messages just very very friendly like a normal a normal man, but... Do you think that, oh, I just hit the desk. Do you think that's crossing the line? Well, I don't think it's allowed, no, from conversations that Frowned I've had yet previously. However, he has offered to take the twins, like, to his station and give them, like, a big tour and let them go on, like, the ATV, which is, like, the... Off-terrain vehicle? Yeah, like, the off-road like little... Yeah, off. exactly. Like the, You're like, it's this thing. Yeah, it's this cool thing, like a big remote control car. <laughs> um... But yeah, I don't know. That's a probably a, another it's, weird way to meet someone in the in the wild. <laughs> that, that's quite an extreme yeah. way to meet someone. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's happened before. Do you think that you would like pursue that? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he's my guy. Mm. Um, no. Does he rock a Catman do vest as well? <laughs> no, well, I don't know. I've only ever seen him in his uh, in his navy vest, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Wait and see. Wait and see. No, I don't know. That's, I'm very, I don't really have much to update on. Yeah, you've got a different energy. I do. And it's not, like, I mean, I was driving yesterday home from work and I was thinking, oh, mainly because I got a a notification from Apple saying I'd been billed $43 for Tinder Premium, premium, which I'm not even using. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, do I just jump on now that I paid for it? (laughs) But I just feel like I've had, like, honestly, the kids... From Easter, we've just been one sickness after another, yeah. and it's just I haven't been sleeping right, or I guess yeah, because then when the kids go to their dads, you need that time to just catch up on laundry and going to work and just recalibrating. And dad was away, so you had to manage a household. All exactly, on your own. it was very very difficult. But your three kids and your three dogs. <laughs> Yes, three dogs. Kylie dropped her dog to me for two nights. Two <laughs> nights she brought her dog to me for. How long did the dog stay? I, I couldn't get up to see you because then we had COVID. A month. Yeah, she. so when we went to Sydney, Lou stayed with Mallory. And then when we got for back to Sydney, I was like, oh, I'll get her like in a couple of days when I can be bothered because it's a three-hour round trip. 
And so I just never got up there. And then I got COVID, then the kids got COVID. And, and then I think mine was sick. And then yours was sick. And you were like, like, yeah, she seemed like she was having a good holiday with you. Yeah, she was having fun. <laughs> she hated you today when you arrived. Yeah, so did not care for me. <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> I'm only nice to you when you when I need you. Um, so yeah, I think it's exhausting when your kids are not well. And I also think you just get dating app fatigue. Yeah, and I like Honestly, I was seeing a lot of the same faces on there as well. And then mm. on the flip side, I'm like, well, they're seeing my face again. So still around the traps. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I'm, I feel good that I've had like a little bit of a, a detox. I'm, um, I think that's a good point to make is if you're feeling exhausted by dating apps, just tap out for a bit. Yeah. Like the your energy of, won't be I, there. I wasn't even opening the messages or anything and it just wasn't interesting me at all I can I can remember feeling that way and just noticing like how um uninterested and uninteresting I was in conversation with people like because I was just gonna be bothered yes and it's just yeah just a a CBF yeah it is a nice like I am enjoying like not ha- not using dating app. like obviously I'm not using you dating are enjoying apps. finding the pick of the litter and <laughs> just, just being a married woman <laughs> yeah so all all things are well here um okay what do you want to talk about in this episode i did put up a sticker about asking people ways that they met but they're all just so wholesome like it's just going to be going through like a list of super wholesome yeah ways. no i'm not here for the wholesome things i wanted like really funny ones like i did like the one in the uh in the gutter in the valley that was yes. quite funny a girl said she met her husband um while she was in the gutter in the valley after a big night out there were lots of replies about being like high school sweethearts or even preschool sweethearts and we love that for you but there was also quite a few about like dating people and then falling in love with their friend so like meetings meeting their now partner through a past boyfriend oh yeah yeah so you just need to get one, just trap one, and then meet their friends. <laughs> meet their friends. Love that. All right, but I do have a couple of questions that were submitted that I think we can answer. I would love Mallory to talk about the journey with her kid's dad because I'm in the middle of an amical separation and it's still surprisingly hard. You it, guys are very amicable now. Like, I don't think you guys have ever been super toxic or anything. No, we haven't. And I think we're probably at the best point now that we have ever been. I also can, from the outside looking in, I feel, sorry, I just cut you off. Ask Mallory to tell a story. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Let me tell you her story. I feel like with both of you, there's some, like, there's a level of, I want to say resignation, but that's not the right word, but like acceptance of the other person. Like he just fully accepts the way that you are, it seems, and you fully accept the way he is and you just work around it. Whereas I think a lot of tension and conflict can come it, like post-marriage, you know, post-separation when people are trying to still wanting the other person to be different. Oh, yeah. And I think at, at first I think we both had that and especially we parent in very, very different ways. And I, for a long time, tried to micromanage that mm. and it just caused problems. And now I don't. I mean, I do step in on occasion like this morning when I – Don't drag him. <laughs> I'm not dragging him. This is quite funny. This morning I, I had the twins last night because they weren't well and they wanted to stay with me. Um, which is great (laughs) yeah awesome which again is great like and that's great that we get along and we can do that um 
but I got to his place this morning and it was like 7.15 and Piper has to be at school at 7.30 and she was like dressed head to toe in free dressed. And I said to Mark, why is she wearing that? And he's like, oh, she told me it was free dress day. <laughs> and I'm like, it absolutely isn't. She's your daughter for sure. Yeah, absolutely isn't. And so I made her get dressed and put a uniform on and she was like really stroppy about it because she almost got away with stroppy. it. Stroppy. Stroppy. And then Mark took her to school and rang me. Fucking mum. Rang me half to drop off, and I said, "Oh, was anyone in free dress?" He's like, "Nope." (laughs) But he would have just sent her. Yeah. In that, um, I don't know where I was going with that. It was just quite funny, but I don't know. I think you just have to understand that you can't, whether you're together or whether you're not, you can't control the other person. That is, there's so much wisdom in that because when you are micromanaging your partner. It just creates so much resentment and what often ends up happening is then like even if you're in relationships still, you go from being partners to almost turning your partner into a child because you're parenting them on how to parent. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you infantilize them and then once that happens, there's no chemistry because you don't want to sleep with each other once you are treating the other person like an idiot because you fell in love with someone who was like an independent, autonomous thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think you, like me especially I I just make sure that when I have the kids I parent them how I see fit and I know that they're you know they're healthy they're looked after and whatnot when Mark has them so that's something I guess I rest really easy with but I also I see the kids most days that Mark has them too like it's not very often that I'll go you know a block of days without seeing them so I think that's that's nice and it's nice for the kids like we we often take them places as a family and like tomorrow is the kids' birthday parties and Mark and I have done everything together. And you guys will get a family photo and it's... Yeah, yeah. Abs- yeah, absolutely. I think it's really admirable and yeah, it's. I think that's one of the reasons why the kids do seem really balanced and like accepting. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, the twins don't really know any different. They were very young. They don't but, even know their own names. No, <laughs> but in saying that, like this party that... I'm going to say I have planned and I've just sent Mark everything I've paid for and asked him to pay half. Um, Yeah, but if you'd asked him to do it, he would. Well, that's the thing. I have sent him lists of things to go and do. And it's like he, yeah, he has just done them. Like there's no, like I've said to him, he has to get X, Y, Z for tomorrow and he's just gone out and done it. And um, I've just sent him the receipts of things that I've paid for and without even asking, he's just transferred half. Like it's, I don't know. It, it is, it is very amicable, but it hasn't, it hasn't always been. Like I always say, we, we only do Jerry Springer shit like twice a year. And sometimes it's when he sends the kids home with like a live animal, a guinea pig, a giant pig. A giant pig. <laughs> Piper, who has a phone, which is a whole other conversation, sent Mallory a text message saying, mom, can I have a giant pig? Shiny pig. Anyway, I've decided that that's what I'm going to call every man I've ever dated from now on. A shiny pig. And that's the title of the episode. What is a shiny pig? Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. So it has. It's been up and down at times. It has been, but right now it's we're at a very, very good place, and I'm very thankful for that. And you can both rub each other the wrong way. Absolutely. Um, tips for figuring out what fills your cup post motherhood fog. Oh, that's a good one. I, I think I never struggled after I had the twins with 
like finding myself again. But after Piper, I definitely did. You were so young. I feel, I know I said this last time, but so young when you had Pippi. Yeah, absolutely. But I look back now and I think that I definitely had a little bit of like postnatal depression that I didn't realize at the time. And also a lot of um, like a lot of anxiety around when I had her, like I hated driving with her. Like I really, it made me really, really stressed um, or taking her to the shops or, you know, I really kind of stopped my entire life for this baby. And I didn't focus anything on myself except for just her and Mark and, and you and Mark were very new still. Yeah. Um, but I think, and you had a super traumatic birth. I did have a super traumatic birth. Like, I had a super gigantic baby. I'll never forget seeing her for the first time. And I was like, whoa, she looks like a toddler. She was big. <laughs> she still is. She's beautiful. She is beautiful. But I did have a terrible birth. And I do think that I definitely had a little bit of like a... Because mum, I remember mum saying like, it felt like Piper had died when she was born. We we literally thought she had. Like mm. I remember the midwife looking at me and going, if you do not get this baby out in one push, like I don't know what she said, but she literally said to me, you need to get her out in one push. And like they were so serious. And I think we had more people delivering Piper than we did when we had the twins. Like it was quite. And mum was in there too. Yes, and Mark's mother. <laughs> <laughs> family affair really would you do that again if you were and i know you're not planning on a fourth but if you were would you have extra people in i mean it's not an option with covid now but is that something you would do again like have a whole support crew there um look given given the company that i had at the time um I remember being like mitts, like in, and I like, I refused standing on glazy eyes and like, I refused any pain medication on. That's right. You were full warrior. And I, I mean, I don't recommend that for anyone. Get the bloody epidural. But I remember literally being like in about to have this baby. And I looked over and these two are sitting there drinking cups of tea, like just talking to each other. And I looked at them and I said, it's not a fucking tea party support me and they did it I'm about to be ripped yeah. apart <laughs> about to give birth to a two-year-old um i don't know i don't know i wouldn't i really what was mark doing while that was happening i'm not sure i really enjoyed watching football <laughs> i really enjoyed the boy's birth because it was just mark and i you had a c-section yeah i had a c-section and it was really calm and planned. it would have been so much more civilized than the like civilized is about but you know organized yeah it was it was a lot more organized I I don't know I don't regret having mum and uh, my mother-in-law there I don't regret it it was just it added a little bit of spice to the uh (laughs) to the event um okay so yeah sorry back to tips for figuring it out oh fuck yeah what fills your Um, cup post motherhood fog Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I I made – so, sorry, going – it's long-winded. 
after taken I had, the long way around. After I had the twins, I got back to everything that made me feel good straight away. Like I obviously once I was cleared and whatnot, I went back to exercising. I went I started doing everything. Like I was obviously off work, but I would go for coffee with my friends and I would make sure that I got up and I got ready of a morning because that makes me feel good. Like if I get up and um, do my hair and do my makeup, I feel like I'm more productive, which I don't know if that's a... Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, a thing. Like, you know, when you have your days and you just sloth around at home, everyone does, but... (laughs) As I look down at my tracksuit and my slippers. Yeah, everyone does. I, um, I just feel like prioritizing you as yourself rather than a mother really helps the whole things kind of collaborate and come together well. Yeah, because if you're looking after yourself separate to being mum, then you can show up in mum mode Yeah, better. Ab- absolutely. I think for me, the I mean, the best piece of advice I would offer is – How's that, Jack? <laughs> is um, It is triggering me a, t- a little bit. I would say try and, like, think of it about – think of it as doing an experiment on yourself to figure out what you enjoy because the things that you enjoyed before having kids might be different to what you enjoy after having kids and also your capability and ability to do things might be different. So you might have loved running before falling pregnant and having a baby. And then in the, com- you know, in the first few weeks, you can't run again. So rather than longing for that running, do an experiment on yourself. What other things can you do that are within yeah. your reach? But I also, just touching base on what you've just said, I also think that there is a time where obviously you can't do everything that, you know, you may have done previously or that you want to because you do have – a tiny little baby, or in our case, we had two. Um, but don't neglect those things that you like just because you have a baby. Like if you're going to a gym that doesn't have a crash, look for a gym that has a crash where you can leave the baby for, you know, an hour or 45 minutes or whatnot. Because those things, I think small kind of everyday activities add up to making you feel really, really good. Like I was back in the gym, I think when the twins were six weeks old and they went to creche and I only ever left them for like 45 minutes, but it was just that routine of me getting up, taking Piper to school, going to the gym. Like I had that routine and it just set my day for me feeling really good. Um, and I never, I never used the twins as an excuse to not do anything. However, looking back when I had Piper, I definitely used her not as an excuse, but maybe more of a reason to kind of stay home and not put myself out there and I wish I had enough yeah if that makes any sense yeah that does make sense and I was definitely the mum with newborn twins that was like I can't do anything because I found it so hard to get out the door with them when they were little once they were walking around I loved it whereas I think we've spoken about this we kind of have a different experience like you enjoyed getting out and about when they were little whereas I enjoyed getting about out and about once they could walk but the difference is your two are runners and my two have never been runners. My boys are They're crazy. crazy. Yeah. Like they are crazy. And it's probably just. In the best way, but also they're mental. Like they have just turned four last week and I love this age and I find it so good now. Like I can walk them into the shops and they don't run away from me and they don't walk onto the road. Whereas yours have done that since, you know, they were really, really little. Yeah, just such different personalities. And, like, you know, you don't want to compare twins with twins because they are so so different. 
But I just remember saying to you, like, oh, come and we'll do this. I can't remember what it was, but it was like when the boys, your boys were like two and a half. Like, come and we'll go, like, we'll meet at a cafe and go for coffee and oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, that it was my worst nightmare. And like, you, like, you couldn't sit down because one would run one way, then I'd be running the other way. And I was like, whoa, this is such a different reality to my placid boys who would sit on the floor and just sit next to yeah, my feet. My, yeah, absolutely. Which has its pros and cons. It was great when I wanted to get coffee, but now when they're eight and they're still not super independent, <laughs> I can see the benefits of your two being wildly Yeah, but again, I think that's just a... Like something they're born with, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. Their, it's sure. not environmental. It's just what they're, they're how they're born. Yeah, I would say figuring out what fills your cup. Try different things. Make a list of things that you want to try that are within your reach. Milmore said that she took her two to crèche. I never took mine to crèche because I was just way more like panicky. I guess just prioritize yourself as a person and kind of differentiate you as a person to you as a mother. I guess. Okay, what to do when your marriage is happy but you've grown apart and you're not sexually attracted? Oh, I am. Um... <laughs> what to do when your marriage is happy but you've grown apart, not sexually attracted? So I would then say, what does happy I was gonna mean to you? Say, I think that to have a, a happy, in quotation marks, that no, no one can see but that I've just done, I think you – I don't, I don't want to say have to, but for me, having a, a healthy sex life is very important and having that attraction would, um, I guess, buy into that being happy as a whole. Uh, yeah, maybe instead of the word happy, it's like happy enough or like pleasant or easy is like the you know right-click synonym there because a happy marriage you would think is not growing apart and is being sexually attracted yeah I I don't really have the answer to that I don't feel like I'm well I think the first thing to do is to ask yourself what are the metrics that are important to you in a relationship how do you personally judge if your relationship is happy because for some people a happy healthy relationship is companionship it is having someone to talk to it's someone to share financial things with as she takes a sip of her peppy max thank you brenda um thank you brendon mallory drinking all this sugar-free stuff <laughs> yeah it's asking yourself what is what are the things that really matter to you i know for me connection is a big one growth communication and sex is really important. oh intimacy is so important with relationships if you don't have intimacy your relationship is not really, I guess, differentiated by any other relationship. And I think it's worth touching on the part here that says not sexually attracted. Work out where that's coming from because, as I said earlier about if you're micromanaging your partner, eventually you're not going to want to have sex with them because of the dynamic shift. So do you maybe need to start going on some date nights and seeing your partner in a different situation Think about the times that you have found your partner attractive. Is it when they're at work and they're, you know, really in their zone of genius? Is it when they're in flow state and expose yourself to more of that? You know what I mean? Because I've had the situation where you can be with someone and you just get numb to them. Yeah. And then you'll see them in a different scene and setting and you're like, oh, that's right. They are funny. They are charming or they are whatever it is. And it's a nice little reminder Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I also think on the flip side, if you're, which obviously is just me coming in from a different um, point of view, she hasn't said this, but 
if you're not, I'm going to go ahead and put words yeah, in my mouth. Absolutely. <laughs> if, well, just a personal experience. If you're not feeling good within yourself, I think that's when you can yeah. also, yeah, like that's when you can also almost, I don't want to say like a, like deflective or. Well, you cut yourself off from pleasure. Yeah, exactly. If you're not feeling like a hundred percent, like you say it's happy enough or whatnot, but there's obviously, there's obviously areas that it's lacking that are not only the sexual attraction. Um, if they're anything to do with how you're feeling about yourself or perhaps again, not filling up your cup. I think when you feel really drained and, you know, I know like I experienced this when the twins were really, really little, especially when you're tired and you're drained and you have someone hanging off you all day. The last thing you want is someone to come and be hung off. Yeah. (laughs) Hang off you. Um, so yeah, I guess that's, I think that's a really good point. How do you feel about yourself? Are you cutting yourself off from pleasure in terms of you know, have you just forgotten how to nurture yourself? You know, like long showers, moisturizing, something nice to sleep in that you feel good in. What goes towards your pleasure as an individual can go towards your pleasure as a couple. Yeah, exactly. You said that much better. Which Sex and the City, city <laughs> which Sex and the City character are you each? Like? Ooh, you would be Carrie. <laughs> self self involved yeah. <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> um, I, I hate to admit it but i agree i'd be samantha yeah yeah no I, you'd be samantha with a miranda rising <laughs> miranda moon whereas i think i'm carrie with the charlotte with the Char- yeah you are definitely yeah no i would wholesome. say i would say, wholesome did you just call yourself wholesome <laughs> i would say I'm, i am wholesome don't you think okay that's good for you. I yeah, I would say you're more Carrie, a little Charlotte. Okay, and I would definitely be Samantha. <laughs> you would be. All right. Let me see if there are other questions that have come through that we can both answer. Oh yeah, here's one. How do you stop your hairline going orange from tan? <laughs> your hairline is orange. I don't. Do your hair's golden though. It's my just your foundation. Is, I, my hair is orange. So start with that. Have a copper hair, and you'll never have to worry. Have a copper hair. I don't. Just one. <laughs> I don't tan my face. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. I don't tan my face ever. I just I cut it off at the neck. And I rely on foundation and bronzer. Yeah, and I wear. She's doing a quick once over my hairline as we talk. <laughs> I am looking. I, I give mine a wide berth. I, yeah, you have a big forehead, but like, yeah, yeah, much. and my hair also usually covers like right on my hairline. Yeah, no, I wear one of those like stupid, like almost novelty size headbands with the bow on them, the material ones, and mm. I put that on when I do my foundation. Um, <laughs> Stop here. Stop at the bow. Yeah. No, Otherwise, have... she goes all the way back to her crown. Have a white line left, and I just buff it out. Um, so I do tan my face, and I put a microfiber headband on, like over, across my hairline. Yeah, there. the one that I've just recently taken off this morning, strewed across the. Camp. And then I use a tanning mitt, and I go right up to the microfiber thing, but. I also give my hairline a wide berth when my color's fresh because I don't want it to go orange. So, like, right now, I'm sure Mallory can vouch for this. Yeah, I, there's nothing in your... No, but there's also no tan, like, three centimeters oh, from no. my hairline. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll just, when I put makeup on, kind of blend it in that way. Yeah, no, and I mean, I, I would just go with the... Have, have copper hair and nothing. Yeah, or if you're really blonde, like, if you're platinum, I'd put a headband on and then even a little bit of Vaseline, like, or <laughs> Lano lips. <laughs> 
the mask before you do your makeup? No, like just around the hairline before, before you, you tan, tan as a barrier. Yeah. I've not said the word Vaseline in many years. Mess up. Um, Swear it. Okay. Get a shower cap. They sell them at Kmart for like $1.50. They're fantastic. Pop that on. Yeah. I have a swimming cap as well. Swimming cap? <laughs> I do have a swimming cap. I don't feel like that would be the most comfortable thing to pop on. It's so hard to put on. But I Why put... do you put it on? No, only when I'm swimming. I don't put it on. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. Love to see it. I know. The other day we are outside and Brendan picked up the swimming cap and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> Like, you'll know we're really comfortable when I put that on when we're swimming. And Kylie has, like, a tiny little pinhead, too. I imagine. Do you remember Coneheads, that joke? That's exactly what you yeah. look like. One of the boys is like, please don't put the swimming cap on. But they want me to swim with them, and I don't want to have to wash my hair. So there's a life hack. Okay. We don't want a green chlorine hair. Um, advice. My husband is against going to therapy, but we need it. I mean, you can't force him to go. Yeah, maybe start with individual therapy. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Start seeing someone individually and get and just encourage him. You can't you can't force him, but I guess you can just um, reiterate the benefits and how it will make you feel if he can put the um, the effort into going. Yeah, definitely, I agree with that. Um, at so many events in the past, when we've had psychologists and therapists and counselors available that question is always asked by a woman someone will always put their hand up and say I really want to grow I really want to change and my partner is not keen and the advice is you can't drag someone along but what you can do is kind of lead by example you can show up to therapy you can talk about the things you're learning you can just demonstrate it yeah and go from there demonstrate the benefits yes um advice for dressing when you feel uncomfortable in your body post weight gain don't try and fit into your old clothes. Yeah, yeah. get rid of them. Like get pack rid of them, away. pack them away. Don't, don't like I guess don't donate them all unless you want to. But get clothes that fit you. Get the size of your like the size of your clothes for your body right now. Yeah. And I find also I, which I mean I'm 30, so I don't know if this is an appropriate thing, but I follow people on TikTok that I, or I look at like the same kind of size body or the same shape that I have and people that dress and get ideas from that inspiration. But I, I'll often put on an outfit and then not feel hundred percent comfortable in it. And then just think, okay, what's making me feel uncomfortable? What can I change? And whether it's the, you know, pair of jeans, I find, I don't like how they're sitting or whatnot. I'll just put a different pair on and it does it makes you feel better. But I think definitely just dressing to the size that you are right now in that moment rather than hanging on to maybe, you know, your clothes pre-baby or when you were a smaller size. Yeah, stop torturing yourself if you're continually looking at the things that no longer fit you or trying to dress in the same way. And I love that advice of follow people that do have a similar shape to you or a similar style aesthetic that you love and yeah, have things that actually fit you. I also think just fuck the size because... Oh, absolutely. Like one of my girlfriends had an event to go to recently and she was obsessing over having to lose weight for this event because she did not want to buy a certain size dress. And I was saying to her, like, forget the size because I have denim shorts that some are size eight, some are size 12. Yeah. Like it literally, like the size, the size on the tag is so meaningless it's only meaningful if you're going to assign meaning to it and i think the funniest thing which this has nothing to do with 
an adult, but I dress my boys the same all the time. The twins the same. And I will pick up. And gets furious when people can't tell them apart. Yeah, I hate that. But I will pick up two size three pairs of pants and they are noticeably different yeah, in size. Apart. So yeah. I think, and that's, there's no standardized sizing. Absolutely not. And I'm the exact same as Kylie. I'm anywhere from an eight to a 12 in most things. And I, I used to be the same. Like there would be, I would hate it if I had to put on a pair of size 10 jeans or something. Um, now I really don't care. Yeah. Like, I remember years ago, if I was in a changing room and I had two sizes, I would always want to choose the smaller one. Cause I felt better about yeah. that. Whereas now I find myself actually upsizing. So, and you're the same, yeah. like when, you know, even we're talking about ordering shirts for Brendan's fight soon. And you and I are both saying to him, we want a men's shirt in large. Like we want that oversized yeah. effect. And there's that fashion girl, Elle Ferguson. Do you follow her? I don't. I really like her style. I remember reading an interview with her and she was talking about like wearing one teaspoon jeans and how she goes up like two or three sizes. Cause that's, she likes it to be really baggy on her legs. That's the look. I was like, oh. But I think that's a that's a really good point too. Every body type is so different mm. too. Like I have got a very a small waist but very big legs. You don't have very I big do legs. have very big legs, whereas Kylie is just quite slim. It's interesting. We've spoken about this before because we can stand next to each other in a mirror and you're like there's not an ounce of anything on you. Like you're so lean but your frame is wider than mine. Like I've got more, like I have more body fat on my frame, but I am a smaller, yeah, smaller size. Like my skeleton, (laughs) like my hips are more narrow and like we can both wear a size eight, but we would wear it differently or we can both wear a size 12 and we'd wear it differently. And it's like, we're a similar height, but we're just built differently. So I think that's a really important, important thing to, to remember is yeah it doesn't it doesn't matter what size it is and i actually think try upsizing because it gives you more options with styling a lot of the time absolutely yeah so follow people whose style you like get like let go of the size of the clothes being important try different styles and treat yourself if you can to some new looks yes and i think also if you are hung up on the size or you don't you know, you don't want to constantly be reminded if you're if you're at that point. It's just cut the tags off, get home and cut them off. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> they never existed. Yeah, they never mattered anyway. Um, and last but not least, tips for meeting people out in the wild if you don't want to use dating apps. Just order the exact same food as them behind them. <laughs> you you had a TikTok on your story where a girl was like laying down protein powder <laughs> as like a as like a honey trap. <laughs> I um, said something about like trying to catch a six two gym bro. Yeah, I um look. I'm not the best at meeting people in the wild, and anytime it's happened to me, I've always been so so awkward. Like there's a there's one man that I see quite consistently at a coffee shop near my work, and he always talks to me, and I literally just forget how to act, <laughs> forget how to communicate, get all dumb. Yeah, and I I, I hate myself every day. I walk away from it, but. <laughs> forgot how to human (laughs) go to the same place every day consistently and you'll see the same faces i would not know how to start a conversation i i don't think i would you are so okay you're really confident when there's low stakes like if you don't care about the person you're interacting with you are the most confident person oh yeah like when we were out in brisbane you just walked up to some guy and started holding his hand because we were walking in the same direction oh yeah stuff like that but that i had no 
I didn't want to date him. That's what I'm saying. It was just, yeah, exactly. Life. I was just having a laugh. I, but I've, I've never really seen someone that I've gone, oh my goodness, like I want to. But you have because you've gone and stalked people afterwards. Oh, I've done that. I just slid into the DMs. Digital, that's, like a digital. Yeah, that's easier. It's yeah. easier to hide behind something. I mean, like in person. I, um, well, I think generally. I don't think I ever have. Have you? Have I asked someone out yeah. in the world? I don't know if I've asked someone out in the world, but I've definitely made it obvious that they can ask me. Did you they know? ask you? Yeah, I've had that happen. Yeah. Um, I think what you're saying is like legitimate in terms of if you're interested in meeting someone, you've got to get out there, like go to the cafe. I also think just making yourself approachable, like practice having eye contact with people, practice smiling. Practice. Some people find it hard. Like some people find it hard to have eye contact. And I think having eye contact with someone is often how a conversation begins because you catch their eye and there's something in that that says like, I'm open to talking with you. Yeah, I agree. So practice meeting people's eyes and smiling, like even in the supermarket, you're laughing, but I'm serious. It's a skill. Like, I'm not saying to sleep with like, like, I'm not saying like, (coughs) Oh my goodness. Like, Focus on people's eye contact and smile at people that you want to ask you out, but just in general, making yourself more approachable. Yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah, smiling makes you feel more approachable. And I will often, I guess, walk past someone and that will smile and then I'll like quickly smile back and think like, oh my goodness, what did my face look like? Like some massive resting bitch face. (laughs) Practice, practice your eye contact, guys. (laughs) Pull your rear view mirror down and off you go. That's the takeaway. Um, also, if you're out and about at a cafe, like going places on your own is like can help to meet people in the wild. So if you're meeting girlfriends for a dinner, turn up early. Yeah. Have 10 minutes to yourself at the restaurant. You know what I mean? Like make yourself. Make yourself available. Pop yeah, yourself out there. Like a, a man approaching a group or even a pair of people is intimidating. If you're on your own, I think it's more likely that a conversation will start. Yeah, I agree. And don't be afraid to make like a throwaway comment of like what noticing what book they're reading or, you know, yeah, like engage in conversation. <laughs> what? Nothing. I love it. I love all the pointers. I'm going to pop them into. <laughs> On one of the podcasts that you and I listen to, one of the hosts, um, Raina, has said that she carries around the book Sapiens, which will mean nothing to you no. because you're not well read. <laughs> well read. Fuck. <laughs> never picked up a book in her life but there's a book called sapiens and apparently it's just like a magnet for men to ask you oh how are you enjoying that book okay i might pick it up (laughs) will remain unopened (laughs) all right those are our tips okay we will wrap up today's episode i'm gonna go practice my eye contact i'm serious okay i'm gonna go practice my eye contact and my smiley and also hold eye contact for much longer well, than you picture, think is comfortable. <laughs> I can picture is like, you know, the overly attached girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> People would probably think I have special needs. Well, from everything I've ever heard and also just like my own experience, men need to feel safe enough to approach you that they're not going to get rejected. So, okay, if so you- arms out, <laughs> big smile and eye contact. Arms out. <laughs> bring it in no but like a man 
often will be a bit daft. So you might catch eyes and you're thinking, oh, he's got it. He understands I'm open to having a conversation with him. Whereas he's like, oh, we accidentally made eye contact. So you've got to hold the eye contact. Okay. <laughs> and two, three, four, look away. <laughs> and then come and back. back. <laughs> what is that? Is that a TikTok? <laughs> I remember. All right. Okay, team, where can people follow you should uh, they want to? My underscore Blentrage on Instagram. All right. We appreciate you listening. As always, take a screenshot, pop it up on your Instagram stories and tag us. And we look forward to speaking with you very soon. Stay strong. Stay strong. <laughs> Stay woke. <sighs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.